Let's check out your headlines for today. To do that, we'll bring in Natalie Lovey from the 980 CFPL Newsroom. Good morning, Natalie. Good morning, Devin. Happy Friday. Happy Friday to you. It is starting to look pretty festive in downtown London. Yeah, tonight marks the official start of the holiday season here in London, the lighting of the lights in Victoria Park. It's a night Londoners of all ages look forward to as a sign the holidays have arrived. Festivities for the annual lighting of the lights will start at 6.15 with music and displays throughout the park. There are lots of displays to check out before officials flip the switch on the more than 75,000 lights at the park at 6.50. And the fun doesn't stop after the big reveal. City officials say you can also check out the first year of the Holly Jolly Market at Covent Garden Market. The lights in Victoria Park will stay on every night until the end of February. Special shout out to the uh, crew putting the lights up and down. That is not a job I would want. Uh, The crew of a flight to the Dominican Republic uh, has returned to the country after they were detained there for months. Yeah, crew members of a Pivot Airlines plane that had been kept in the Dominican Republic since April are back in Toronto and have reunited with their loved ones. CEO Eric Edmondson said in a statement last night that the crew demonstrated incredible courage and resilience throughout the harrowing ordeal that saw them detained for nearly eight months. He said it had taken a heavy toll on their lives and the lives of their families. The crew was held in the Caribbean nation on April 5th after 200 kilograms of cocaine were discovered in the plane's avionics bay and reported to police in Punta Cana. The two pilots, two flight attendants, and one part-time maintenance engineer were jailed, then later released on bail after surrendering their passports pending further investigation. Following the cocaine discovery, the Airline Pilots Association, the Canadian Union of Public Employees, and Unifor said their members were arbitrarily detained, threatened, and persecuted despite following Transport Canada protocols and international law. Premier Doug Ford says he will not be invoking the notwithstanding clause anytime soon. Yeah, Premier Ford says his government will not use the notwithstanding clause after a court struck down a law that limits wages for public sector workers. But Ford says they will still plan to uh, appeal the ruling. And uh, I've just lost my place in my script here. There we go. Uh, The judge struck down Bill 124 Monday, saying it was unconstitutional as it infringes on rights to freedoms of association and collective bargaining. The progressive conservative government recently used the notwithstanding clause, which allows the government to override charter rights for a five-year period to introduce legislation that imposed a contract on striking education workers. Speaking of the Premier, he does not seem to be too pleased with the Auditor General these days. Yeah, this is an interesting story. Premier Ford says the province's Auditor General should, quote, stay in her lane after she hired undercover operatives to test money laundering protections at casinos. Auditor General Bonnie Lissick said she hired mystery shoppers who were able to obtain casino checks in a way that confirmed they could launder money. But she also said shoppers at a casino were caught by security in their attempts to launder their money. Ford says Lissick should focus on value for money audits and stay away from sting operations. Lissick did not immediately respond to a request for comment. Ford says he welcomes audits that find where his government wastes money. The cost of shipping packaging has uh, gone up right in time for the holidays. 
Yeah, Canada Post is upping surcharges on domestic packages to nearly 40% as the price of living remains steep across the country. The new surcharges started Monday. Canada Post will raise the surcharge to 3.9 or rather 39.5% for domestic services in what they say is a makeup for increased fuel prices. At the beginning of July, the fuel surcharge for domestic services sat at 37%. The surcharge for U.S. and international package delivery services is also on the rise. It increased to 21% as of Monday. While many shipping prices are on the rise, not all are. Priority worldwide shipping went down by 2% this week, dropping to 21.25% from 23.25% last week. And we'll end with this. I know some people who would disagree with this next story, but Air Canada has won uh, quite the award. A U.S.-based magazine has named Air Canada the best airline in North America for the fourth consecutive year. This comes despite a significant amount of post-pandemic criticism of the airline. Every year, Global Traveler runs a survey amongst its readers on a number of categories, including best airlines and best hotels. It's a surprising win for Air Canada, given the airline has faced significant criticism as travel has begun to return to pre-pandemic levels. Over the summer, a record number of flights were delayed. Back in September, Air Canada was ordered to pay $2,000 to passengers affected by flight delays. And Harry Potter star Matthew Lewis called the airline the worst in North America (laughs) on Twitter following a visit to Toronto. I don't know what global travelers smoking, but they might have the good stuff. (laughs) (laughs) For sure. (laughs) Let's check out what happened on this day in history. In 1804, Napoleon crowned himself emperor of the French In 1902, James Hamilton Ross became the first member of Parliament for the Yukon despite having a stroke, which left him unable to campaign. In 1927, Henry Ford unveiled his Model A car. The Roadster was priced at $385. In 1942, the Atomic Age was born with the first controlled nuclear chain reaction on a squash court at the University of Chicago. In 1961, Cuban leader Fidel Castro declared that he was a Marxist-Leninist and would lead the country to communism. In 1962, the Winnipeg Blue Bombers edged the Hamilton Tiger Cats 28-27 in Toronto in the only Grey Cup game that stretched over two days. Fog at Toronto's CNE Stadium forced play to be suspended in the fourth quarter. The previous day, there was no fog and no scoring on the second day of play. In 1963, a new Trans-Pacific telephone cable linking Britain, Canada, Australia, and New Zealand was officially inaugurated by Queen Elizabeth. The prime ministers of the four countries talked via more than 24,000 kilometers of underwater cable. Can you hear me now? In 1975, a bill to make wearing seatbelts compulsory was a given final reading in the Ontario legislature. In 1981, the House of Commons passed a resolution to patriate Canada's constitution. The legislation, which led to the Constitution Act of 1982, included an amending formula and a charter of rights and freedoms. In 1987, the earliest surviving version of Albert Einstein's theory of relativity was sold at Sotheby's for $1.1 million, the highest price ever paid for a manuscript in the United States. 
In 2002, Irwin Toy, one of the last remaining major Canadian toy companies, filed for protection from creditors, owing them about $72 million after failing to deliver products to retailers on time. The company cut a big chunk of its workforce. In 2014, beloved Montreal Canadiens legend John Beliveau died at the age of 83. He had been inducted into the Hall of Fame in 1972. And on this day in 2021, it was revealed that former fashion mogul Peter Nygaard would not be facing sex assault charges in his hometown of Winnipeg. He was arrested in Winnipeg in 2020 under the Extradition Act and faces nine related counts in New York. Happy birthday to producer Juan, who turns 35. Happy 36th anniversary to Ken and Lisa from your kids. You share a birthday today with Lucy Liu, who turns 54. Monica Sellis turns 49. Nelly Furtado is 44 today. Britney Spears is 41. And Aaron Rodgers turns 39.